Hello guys, um, so I had a glitch. I was starting to read the continuing of Genesis chapter 1, 6 through 31, but I decided on, I'm going to read, um, Genesis 6 through 31, and then go through chapter 2. And maybe read a little bit of chapter 3. So here we go. Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called this space sky. An evening passed, and morning came, marking the second day. Then God saw, then God said, let the waters beneath the sky flow, together into one place, so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the waters cease and God saw that it was good then God said let the water let the land sprout with vegetation every sort of seed bearing plant and trees that grow seed bearing fruit these seeds will then produce the kinds of plants in the trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced with seed bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. An evening passed, and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, Let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down earlier an evening and that is what happened God made two great lights the larger one to govern the sky and the smaller one to govern the night he also made the stars God set these lights in the sky to light the earth to govern the day and night and to separate the light from the darkness and God saw that it was good an evening an evening passed and morning came marking the fourth day
Then God said, Let the waters swarm with fish and other life. Let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So, God created sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the sky. Say, guys. In the water, and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, "Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas, and let the birds multiply on the earth." And God, in the evening, passed, and morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind. Livestock small animals in the scurry along the ground and wild animals and that is what happened god made all kinds of wild animals livestock and small animals each able to produce offspring of the same kind And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock all the while. animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, the livestock of the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground so god created human beings in our in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them then god blessed them and said be faithful and multiply fill the earth and govern it Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth, and all the fruit trees 
from your food, and I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky, and the small animals that scurry along the road. Everything that has life. And that is what happened. Then God looked over all he had made and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed and morning came marking the sixth day. Like I said, I'm going to read Chapter 2 now. Through chapter... Three. Here we go. So the creation of the heavens and the earth and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy. Because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. This is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth. The man and woman in Eden. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth. From the Lord God had not yet set rain to water the earth. And there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs came up from the ground and watered the land, which is a good thing. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man nostrils, and the man became a living person. I didn't even know that. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit in the middle of the garden 
He placed the tree of life in the tree of knowledge of God and good and evil. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden, and then dividing into four branches. The first branch, called the Pishon, flowed around the entire land of Havilah, where gold is found. The gold of that land is expectedly pure, aromatic, recent, and onyx. Stone are also found there. The second branch called the Gion flowed around the entire land of Kush. The third branch called the Tigris flowed east of the land of Azar. The fourth branch is called the Euphrates. The Lord placed a man in the Garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, You may freely eat the fruit of every tree in the garden, except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Nobody wants to die. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. He gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky. And all the wild animals. But still there was no helper just right for him. So, the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs
totally ours. Okay. I lost my spot, guys. I am so sorry. And close up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man at last the man exclaimed this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh she will be called woman because she's taken from man this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife and the two are united into one. Now, the man and his wife were both naked. I did say naked. But they felt no shame. The man and woman sin. The serpent was the of all the wild animals the Lord God had made one day he asked the woman did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden of course we may eat fruits from the tree of the garden the woman replied, It is the only fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, You must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. And you will like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. She wanted them beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. Oh, she wanted... 
the beautiful and this fruit looked good. Oh, she wanted the wisdom. <laughs> it would give the her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment their eyes were opened. Sold fig leaves together to cover themselves. When the cool evening breeze were flowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. I would be too. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked. Have you eaten from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? Dun, dun, dun. The serpent devised me. She replied that I, that's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed more than animals domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause hospitality. Between you and the woman. And between your offspring and her offspring, he will strike your head. And you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy in the pain you will give birth. And you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. And to the man, he said, Since you listened to your wife and ate from the tree whose fruit is commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you. All your life will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles 
for you. Thou, you will eat of its grains. But by the sweet of your brow will you have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. For you were made from dust. And dust into dust you will return. Paradise Lost God's Judgment Then the man Adam named his wife Eve because she would be the mother who all live. And the God in the Lord God made clothing for animal skins for Adam and his wife. Then the Lord God made or said look the human beings have become like us knowing both good and evil what if they reach out take fruit from the tree of life and eat it then they will live forever so the Lord God banished them from the garden of Eden and he sent Adam to cultivate the ground from which he had made after to the east of the garden of Eden. And he sent Adam to cultivate the ground from which he made. After sending them out, the Lord God stationed mighty turban to the east of the Garden of Eden, and he placed a flaming sword that flashed back and forth to guard the to the way of the Garden of Life. I'm debating on me. Okay. Cain and Abel. Chapter 4. Let's continue. Now. Adam had sexual relations with his wife Eve. And she became pregnant. When she gave birth to Cain. She said. With the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, 
he gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a shepherd, while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he also brought a gift. The best portions of the firstborn lambs from his... But he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry. And he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You'll be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out! Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, Let's go out into the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked the fields. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, Where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain replied. Am I my brother's guardian? But the Lord said, What have you done? Listen. Your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now, you are cursed and banished from from the ground. Which has swallowed your brother's blood. No longer will the ground yield good crops for you. No matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be homeless. You'll be a homeless wanderer on the earth. Cain replied to the Lord, My punishment is too great for me to bear. You have banished me from the land and from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Anyone who finds me will kill me. The Lord replied, No. I will get a sevenfold 
punishment to anyone who kills you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. So Cain left the Lord's presence and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. The descendants of Cain. Cain had sexual relations with his wife, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Enoch. Then Cain founded a city which he named Enoch after his son. Enoch has a son had a son named Irad. Irad became the father of Meudral. Meudral became the father of Methusal. Methusal became the father of Lamech. Lamech married two women. The first was named Ada. And the second was Zyla. Ada gave birth to Jabal, who was the first of those who raise livestock and live in tents. His brother's name was Jubal, the first of who, the first of all, who play the harp and flute. Lamch, other wife, Zyla, gave birth to a son named Tubal Cain. Had a sister named Nama. One day, Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zyla, hear my voice. Listen to me. Your wives of Lamech, I have killed a man who attacked me. A young man who wounded me. If someone who kills Cain is punished seven times, then the one who kills me will be punished seventy-seven times. The birth of Seth. Adam had sexual relations with his wife again. And she gave birth to another son. She named him Seth. For she said God had granted me another son in place of Abel, whom Cain killed. When Seth grew up, he had a son and named him Enosh. At the time, people first began to worship the Lord by name. The Descendants of Adam This is the written account of the descendants of Adam. When God created human beings, 
He made them to be like himself. He created them male and female, and he blessed them and called them human. When God was a hundred and thirty years old, he became the father of a son who was just like him in his very image. He named his son Seth. After the birth of Seth, Adam lived another 800 years. And he had other sons and daughters. Adam lived 930 years. Then he died. When Seth was 105 years old, he became the father of Enosh. After the birth of Enosh, Seth lived another 807 years. And he had other sons and daughters. Seth lived 912 years, and then he died. When Enosh was 90 years old, he became the father of Kenan. After the birth of Kenan, Enosh lived another 815 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Enosh lived 905 years, and then he died. When Kenan was 70 years old, he became the father of Malalil. After the birth of Malalil, Kenan lived another 840 years, and he made, he had his other sons and daughters. Kenan lived 910 years, and then he died. When Malalo was 65 years old. He became the father of Jared. After the birth of Jared, Malalo lived another 830 years. And he had other sons and daughters. Malalo lived 895 years. And then he died. When Jared was 162 years old, he became the father of Enosh. After the birth of Enosh, Jared lived an hour 962 years, and then he died. When Enosh was 65 years old, he became the father of Methusel. After the birth of Methusel, Enosh lived in close fellowship with God for another 300 years. And he had other sons and daughters. Enosh lived 365 years, walking in close fellowship with God. Then, one day, he disappeared because God took him. One day, he 
disappeared because God took him. When Methusel was 187 years old, he became the father of Lamech. After the birth of Lamech, Methusel lived another 782 years. And he had other sons and daughters. Methusel lived six hundred and er, nine hundred and sixty nine years. Then he died. I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting sick of all these people dying. When Lamech was a hundred and eighty two years old. He became the father and son of Lamech, named oh, Lamech named his son Noah. For he said, "May he bring us relief for our work and the painful labor of farming." The ground, this ground that the Lord has cursed. After the birth of Noah, Lamech lived in our 595 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Lamech lived 777 years old, and then he died. After Noah was 500 years old, he became the father of Shem and Zapith. A world gone wrong. Then, the people became the multiply on the earth. And daughters were born to them. The sons of God saw the beautiful women and took any they wanted as their wives. Then the Lord said, My spirit will not put up with humans such a long time, for they are old, only mortal flesh. In the future, then normal lifespan will no more than a hundred and twenty years. In those days, and for some time after giant Nephilites lived on the earth, for whatever the sons of God had intercourse with women. They gave birth to children who became the heroes and famous warriors of ancient times. The Lord observed the extinct of human wickedness on the earth, and he saw the evening they thought or imagined was consistently and totally evil. So, the Lord was sorry he had ever made them and put them on the earth. It broke his heart.
in the Lord said, I will wipe this human race I have created from the face of the earth. And it broke his heart. And the Lord said, I will wipe this human race. I have created the face of the earth. Yes, and I will destroy every living thing. All the people, the large animals, the small animals, the scurry along the ground. And even the birds to the sky. I am sorry I ever made them, but Noah found favor with the Lord. The story of Noah. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man. The only blameless person living on earth. At the time, he started in close fellowship with God. Noah was the father of three sons. Shem. Ham and Japheth. Now God saw that the earth had become corrupt and was filled with violence. God observed the corruption in the world for everyone on earth was corrupt. So God said to Noah, I have decided to destroy all living creatures for they have filled the earth with violence. Yes, I will wipe them all along with the earth. Build a large boat from cypress wood and water stall and waterproof it with tar. Now, why would you want a waterproof of a tar? <laughs> Inside and out. The construct decks installs throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18 inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. Look! I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die. But I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat 
you and your wife and your sons and their wives bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to keep alive. And be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded. Okay. Uh, oh, him. <laughs> okay, so tomorrow I'm going to be reading Genesis chapter 7 through chapter... Okay, so I'm going to read from chapters 7 through chapter 50. Now that sounds like a lot, but if I can make it through the whole chapter tomorrow, that would be great. Um, But I don't think I will because this only is like... An hour of podcasting. So, um, I also just wanted to talk to you guys about a little bit about what this is about. So, I have been wanting to podcast for a while. And I'm like, okay, why not do it on the Bible? So, now I started doing it and I love it. I had to download this app called Anchor. I love the app. It's easy to use. And that's how I got my podcast started. This is Logan's Bible Study. Um, I will be signing off for the night. And I will be reading tomorrow. Chapters 7. Through... Let's try... Chapter 7... Through chapter 40. And if I can go further, I can go further. If I can't, then I can't. I mean, it's it's whatever. 
Okay, guys, um, I'm going to leave this podcast, um, and I will be back tomorrow to record chapters 7 through chapter 40. Bye. Thanks for subscribing. Hello, guys. So, I'm going to be reading chapters 7 through... 20, okay, chapters 7 through chapter 20 today. If you hear me go longer than chapter 20, or 7 through 20, that's fine. If you hear me cut off before chapter 20, that's fine, and I will continue the rest in tomorrow's episode. Okay. The flood covers the earth. When everything was ready, the Lord said to Noah, Go into the boat with all your family, for among all the people of the earth. I can see that you alone are righteous. Take With you seven pairs, male and female, of each animal. Of each of the others. Also take seven pairs of every kind of bird. There must be a male and female in each pair to end to ensure that all life will survive on the earth after the floor or oh my god after the flood several seven days from now I will make the rains pour down on the earth and it will rain for 40 days and 40 nights until the earth until it until I have wiped from the earth all the living things I have created. So Noah did everything as the Lord commanded him. Noah was 600 years old when the flood covered the earth. He went on board the boat to escape the flood. He and his wife and his sons and their wives with them were in for sacrifice. 
were all various kinds of animals. Those approved for eating and for sacrifice, and those were not along with the birds. And the small animals that scurry along the ground They entered the boat in pairs, male and female, just as God, they entered the boat in pairs, male and female, just as God, oh, I commanded Noah, after seven days, the waters of the flood came and covered the earth. When Noah was 600 years old on the seventh day of the second month, all the underground waters erupted from the earth and the rain fell in mighty torrents from the sky. The rain continued to fall for 40 days and 40 nights. That very day, Noah had gone into the boat with his wife and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. And their wives, with them in the boat, were pairs of every kind of animals, domestic and wild, large and small, along with birds. Of each kind. Entered just as God had commanded Noah. Then the Lord closed the door behind them. For forty days, the flood waters grew deeper, covering the ground and lifting the boat high above the earth. As the water rose higher and higher above the ground, the boat flooded safely on the surface. Finally, the water covered even the highest mountains on the earth, rising more than 22 feet above the highest peaks. All the living things on earth died. Birds, domestic animals, wild animals, small animals that scurry along the ground, and all the people. Everything that breathed and lived on dry land died. God wiped out every living thing on the earth. People, livestock, 
small animals that scurry along the ground and the birds of the sky all were destroyed. The only people who survived were Noah and those with him in the boat and the floodwaters covered the earth for 150 days. Chapter 8 The Flood Regis Residence But God remembered Noah and all the wild animals and livestock with him in the boat. He sent a wind to blow across the earth and the floodwaters began to resonate. The underground waters stopped flowing and the torrential underground waters, oh, torrential rains from the sky were stopped. So, the floodwaters gradually receded from the earth after 150 days, exactly five months from the time the flood began. The boat came to rest of, on the mountains of Ararat. Two and a half months later, as the waters continued to go down, other mountain peaks became visible. After another 40 days, Noah opened the window. He had made the boat and released of raisin, raven. The boat flew, er, the bird flew back and forth until the floodwaters on the earth had dried up. He also released a dove to see if the water was receded and it could find dry ground. But the dove could find no place to land because the water still covered the ground. So it returned to the boat and Noah held out his hand and drew the dove back inside. After waiting another seven days, the dove back inside. After waiting another seven days, Noah released the dove again. This time, the dove returned to him in the evening. And with a fresh olive leaf in its beak, then to him in the evening, with a, oh, then Noah knew that the floodwaters were almost gone. 
He waited in over seven days and released the dove again. This time, it did not come back. Noah was now 601 years old. On the first day of the new year, ten and a half months after the flood began, the flood waters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, Leave the boat and all of you, you and your wife and your sons and their wives, release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, and the small animals that scurry along the ground so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah, his wife, and his sons, and their wives left the boat. And all of the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and there he sacrificed as burnt offerings the animals and birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with with the aroma of the sacrifice, excuse me, and said to himself, I will never curse the ground because of the human race. Even though everything they think or imagine is bent a bent towards evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. As long as the earth remains there, you will be planting in harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Okay guys, so I decided I'm going to stop there for today. I know I only read two chapters, but I will continue chapters 9 through chapter 20 tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening and have a great night for tonight and I will be back tomorrow. Bye. Hello guys, this is Logan doing his podcast with my special guest, my grandma Debbie. Hi. She's going to help me explain the Bible. I'm going to read. So we left off on chapter 9 in Genesis. Uh, And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to him, Be faithful and multiply and fill the earth. The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every breast of the earth 
and upon every bird of the heavens, upon every thing that creeps on the ground, and all the fish of the sea into your hand they are delivered. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. But you shall not eat flesh when it's life, that is, it's blood. And for you, or for your lifeblood, I will require a reckoning. From every beast, I will require it. And from man, from his fellow man, I will require a reckoning for the life of man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For God made man into his own image. And you be fruitful and multiply team on the earth and multiply in it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you and with every living creature that is with you, the birds the livestock and every beast of the earth with you as many as come out came out of the ark it is for every beast of the earth I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters and of the flood and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth and God said this is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations I have set my bow in the cloud, and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. When I bring clouds over the earth and the bow I seen in the clouds, I will remember my covenant. That is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign 
of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Noah's descendants. The sons of Noah who went forth from the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of Canaan. These three were sons of Noah. From these, the people of the world, or of the whole earth, was dispersed. Noah began to be a man of the soil, and he planted a vineyard. He drank of the wine and became drunk and lay undercovered in his tent. And Ham, the father of Canaan, saw the nakedness of the father and told his two brothers outside. Then Shem and Japheth took a garin, laid it on both their shoulders, and walked backward and covered the nakedness of their father. Their faces were turned backward, and they did not see their father's nakedness. When Noah awoke from his wine and knew what his youngest son had done to him, he said, Cursed by Canaan, a servant of servants, shall he be to his brothers. He also said, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Shem, and let Canaan be his servant. May God enlarge Japheth, and let him dwell in the sense of Sheen, and let Canaan be his servant. After the flood, Noah lived 350 years. All the days of Noah were 950 years, and he died. Next chapter. Genesis chapter 10. Nations descended from Noah. These are the generations of the sons of Noah. Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Sons were born to them after the flood. The sons of Japheth, Gomer, Magog, Madi, Javan, Tabal, Mesek, and Tyras. The sons of Gomer. The sons of Tabal. Ashkenaz. Right there. <laughs> Basel. Asbasel, I guess. Asgenaz. Ripeth. And 
Togerma, the sons of Javan, Elzeli, Tarshish, Kittim, and Dodaman. From those the coast's land, people spread their lands, each with his own language by their clans and the nations. The sons of Ham, Cush, Egypt, Put, and Canaan. The sons of Cush, Seba, Havaliah, Sabbath, Ramoth, 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 <laughs> and Septica. The sons of Ramoth, Sheba, and Dedan. Cush fathered Nimrod. He was the first on earth to be a mighty man. He was a mighty hunter before the Lord. Therefore, it is said, like Nimrod, a mighty hunter before the Lord, the beginning of his kingdom was Babel, Erish, and Akkad, and Kauna in the land of Shinar. From that land, he went into Assyria and built Nineveh. 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 Raboth. Okay. Close enough. <laughs> Kali and Resen between Nineveh and Kali. That is a great city. Egypt followed Lodim Enemim Laabim Napathim Pathusim Kislahim from whom the Felicitarians came and Capron Cannon fathered Sidon his firstborn in Heath Heth. and the Jebusites the Amortes the Gergashtites the Hivitites the Archites, the Senates, the Arvidites, the Zemarts, and the Hemonites. Afterward, the clans of the Canaanites, the Spears, and the territory of the Canaanites. Exceeded the Sidon in the direction of Gerar as far as Gaza and in the direction of Sodom, Gomorrah, Ada, and Zebam as far as Lasha.
These are the sons of Ham by the clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. Tushim, also the father, Tushim, also the father of all the children of Ebar, the elder brother of Japheth, children were born. The sons of Shem, Elam, Azar, and Arpashad. Lud and Aram. The sons of Aram, Uzhol, Gather, and Mash. Arpashad followed Sheba, and Sheba followed Ebar. To Ebar were born two sons. The name of the one was Peleg, from, for in his days, the earth was divided, and his brother's name was Jokten. Jokten followed Elam dad. Followed Elam dad. Shelpa. Hazameth. Jera. Amaram, Yuzal, Dikla, Obol, Ibamel, Sheba, Ofer, Havaliah, and Jobab. All these were the sons of Joktan, Joktan. The territory in which they lived exceeded for, from The territory in which they lived exceeded from Misha in the direction of Shifar to the hill county country of the east. These are the sons of Shem by the clans, their languages, their lands, and their nations. These are the clans of the sons of Noah according to their genealogies and their nations. And from these the nation spread aboard on the earth after the flood. Okay guys, that is it for today. Um Debbie is gonna explain what well, those few verses meant. Okay, what are you explaining? What are you explaining? The whole chapter. Genesis chapter 9 and 10. Okay. Chapter 9 and 10 is just about uh, 
Genesis, and the generations of the sons of Noah, Ham, and Japheth, and unto them who the sons that were born through the, sun, through the floods. Thank you for listening to the podcast, and I will be podcasting tomorrow too. Bye. Hello again, guys. This is Logan with Logan's Bible Reading. Um, I'm sorry about not doing a podcast Monday and Tuesday. I've been busy with school and stuff. But without further ado, I'm going to again try to read Matthew chapters 6 and 7. I'm going to have to read 6, 1 through 34, and then I'm going to read chapter 7, 1 through 18. Okay, um, watch out! Do your good deeds publicly, to to be admired by others. For you will lose the reward from your Father in heaven. When you give to someone in need, don't do as the hypocrites do, blowing trumpets in the synagogues and streets to call attention to their acts of charity. I tell you the truth, they have received all your reward they will ever get. But when you give to someone in need, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. Give your gifts in private and your father who sees everything will reward you. Teaching about prayer and fasting. When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. Pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May you 
mayor will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against us and don't let us yield to temptation but rescue us from the evil one. If those if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do for they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for the fasting I tell you the truth that it is the only reward they will ever get but when you fast comb your hair and wash your face then no one will notice that you are fasting except your father who knows what you do in private and your father who sees everything will reward you teaching about money and possessions don't store up treasures here on earth Where moths eat them, and rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be your eyes like a lamp that provides light for your body when your eye is healthy your whole body is filled with light but when your eye is unhealthy your whole body is filled darkness and if the light you think you have is actually darkness how deep that darkness is no one can serve into masters for you will hate one and love the other you will be devoted to one and despise the other You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. That is why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Where you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear 
isn't life more than food? In your body more than clothing. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him? Than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't look or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire, tomorrow he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying, What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father already knows all your needs seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously and he will give you everything you need so don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will bring its own worries today is trouble today's trouble is needed Today's shovel is enough for today. <laughs> okay, so now I'm on chapter 7. I'm going to read verses 1 through 28. And I'm going to take you into chapter 8. And then I'm going to read chapter 8 too. As we're all talking about light here. Okay, chapter 7. Don't judge others. Do not judge others. Do not judge others. And you will not be judged. For you will be treated as you treat others. The standard you use in judging is the standard by which you will be judged. And why worry about a speck? 
in your friend's eye. When you have a log in your own, how can you think of saying to your friend, let me make you get rid of that speck in your eye? When you cannot see past the login in your eye. Hypocrite. First get rid of the log in your eye. Then you will see well enough to deal with the speck in your friend's eye. Don't waste it is holy on people who are unholy. Don't throw in your pearls to pigs. They will trample the pearls then turn and attack you. Okay, that's where I'm going to leave off for tonight. I will finish the rest tomorrow. Bye! Thanks for joining. Hey guys, it's Logan. Sorry I haven't been able to podcast in a long time. Um, I have been going through... Going through some things. Um, since this is a Bible podcast, um, I am in need of prayers. And I hope that you followers and listeners pray for me. Because my Nana recently passed away, and it's hard on me because she was my favorite Nana in the world. Anyways, let's get started. I'm going to start with um, this new book I got. It's called Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts. I know it kind of sounds weird, but it has some prayers in it. And that's where I'm going to get some of my prayers from when I start doing this again. So, my first prayer is going to be, uh, Our Savior, you have been given your word as our resource for life. Your word revives our souls. It improves our wisdom. Give us joy. And fills our minds with greater light. May our marriage reap the great rewards promised for those who study and live by your word. Thank you for the marvelous gift of scripture. Amen. Okay. So, now, I am going to read from the Holy Bible New International Version, and I'm going to read Isaiah chapter 19, um, 
one through eleven. An oracle concerning Egypt. See the Lord rides on a swift cloud and is coming to Egypt. The idols of Egypt tremble before him, and the hearts of the Egyptians melt within them. I will stir up Egyptian against Egyptian. Brother will fight against brother. Neighbor against neighbor. City against city. Kingdom against kingdom. The Egyptians will lose heart. And I will bring their plans to nothing. They will consult the idols in the spirits of the dead. The mediums, the spiritists, I will hand the Egyptians over to the land of the cruel master and a fierce king will rule over them, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. I'm sorry guys, it's short. I gotta get to bed. Um, it is currently 11.17 where I am right now. Um, so, yeah.